0: Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk about the wicked and faithless generation with this one specific statement that just because we are in a wicked and faithless generation does not mean we have to be faithless, and this is an important point because oftentimes in our current society, mob rule is becoming. Just look at some of the latest political and uh, trials and things like that that's just gone on. You have a lot of people in corporate media are stirring up frenzies among people. They have everybody convinced that uh, that a a kid in self defense, well, a kid flat out murdered a bunch of people of a different race. When in reality, he was literally confirmed by jury trial now found self-defense and everybody was of the same race. And it was funny, but, but here the mainstream media and the corporate media, they just keep on harping on the same thing and it causes this, this stir up. It causes this solidarity with hating this. Meanwhile, at the same time, just two days after that event, You have some crazy guy that comes down, plows through a parade, killing a bunch of people, including children, and they don't want to report on that because it goes contrary to their narrative. Because they are in a faithless generation, and they are being faithless, and they are being garbage people, and they're not reporting the facts that we know exactly who it was that plowed through that. They just don't want to report on it because it's counter their narrative. So in case you haven't seen, it is a guy who is black, who is a BLM supporter, who... um, was just released two days prior on $1,000 bond with a laundry list of crimes, including the latest one was uh, two misdemeanors, three felonies, or maybe it was three misdemeanors and two felonies, five total charges. He's released on $1,000 bail, and one of his past crimes is bail jumping, and also you know illegal weapons charges. Let him go. He ends up killing dozens of people or killing several people, injuring dozens and dozens of people, because we're in a faithless generation, and the people who are supposed to be telling us about what's going on in the world are more cared about their political agendas, because it's a faithless generation. But we need to stand on the truth. We need to stand on what is right. And the faithless generation is going to be the thing that destroys you, or it's going to be the thing that makes you, depending on which side you stand upon. So with this, we want to have a look. First, let's look at Matthew 12, 39 to 45. Because in these sections here, what we see is is we see a bunch of people coming up and questioning Jesus. So who are you? Show us a sign. You think you're God? Show us the sign. And this is how modern day atheists treat Christians. I can tell you that of all of the people that I talk to who are not believers, and I'm Talking about the gospel, nearly every one of them, they want to know about miracles and signs. To a T, that's what they want to know about. So have a look at this, um, Matthew, we're going to jump in here, Matthew 12, 39 to 45. An evil and adulterous generation craves for something. You know, let's go back a little bit earlier, verse 38, let's do 38 to 45. Some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered them and said, "...an evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign, yet no sign will be given to it but the sign of Jonah the prophet. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand with this generation at the judgment." And will condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up with this generation as with judgment, and will condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, one greater than Solomon is here. Now when the unclean spirits go out of a man, it passes through waterless places, seeking rest, and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came, and when it comes, I will, f- I will find it unoccupied, swept, and put in order. Then it goes in and takes along with it seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, and they go and live there. And the last state of the man will become worse than the first, and that is how it will also be with this evil generation. Now, one of the parallel passages, I believe it's one in Luke, also brings up Saddam and Gomorrah will stand in judgment over this generation. Okay, wow. When Saddam and Gomorrah are your judges because they are perceived righteous compared to your godlessness, that is a faithless generation. And we, in our experiences now, we have to understand that we are in this faithless generation. Now we can be, well, do as Romans do and engage in it. But no, we are commanded not to do that. And we're going to look a little bit later at a verse from Ephesians to talk about that. But I want to unpack some of what's going on here. The scribes and the Pharisees, they want to hear a sign. They, they, want, they want to see a sign. He says, no, no sign is going to be given except Jonah. Well, Jonah's in this in this big fish or the sea monster or the whale, whatever you want to call that big thing. It was, he's in this for three days, three nights. This is like Jesus is going to be in the earth for three days and three nights. And then he's going to rise. The Pharisees have to look to the resurrection of Christ. But they don't want to look to the resurrection of Christ. So he comes in and brings in uh, the men of Nineveh. These were this godless people. Jonah went to preach to them. They were godless people. They repented, and as they repented at the preaching of Jonah, they um, he basically calls them righteous compared to these this generation. Goes into the queen of the south, which is uh, uh, this was a story from uh, from Solomon's day. She comes in to hear of his wisdom, and wow, it was greater than than she had initially heard that was that was good, and then he goes in this parable of the unclean spirit and I like this last part down here it goes, takes along with it, seven other spirits more wicked than itself, they go in and live there and the last day of the man will become worse than the first, that is what has happened lately as this house trial has come to a conclusion it's been found completely innocent, every detail of video evidence shows that this kid simply acting in self-defense, CNN, MSNBC all these big corporate media they come on down and they just double down that he's a racist, he's a white supremacist, there's no justice in America, and then all these weirdos jumping on doing the same thing, saying all the same thing, because they are so evil, they are so wicked, they cannot even take the foundation documents of our country and say we have the fundamental right of self-defense, which goes back to the scripture. Self-defense is in the scripture. People are like, oh, would you think Christians should be keeping bare arms because Jesus said he who lives by the sword dies by the sword in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah, you know what? Live by the sword, die by the sword means you're running around looking for violence. It is literally the point of the people who are in these, involve these cases. Look at this, look at the people Written Rittenhouse shot. Every one of them had a laundry list, a laundry list of crimes. These are people who lived by the sword. Guess what? They died by the sword. But Scripture even tells us, yeah, we are justified in defending ourselves. If you have a weapon, you have a way to defend your family, and somebody busts into your house, you're just going to let them rape and kill your children? You're going to let them rape and kill your wife? Of course not. And you're justified in self-defense. But these people don't want there to be justified in self-defense. They want lawlessness. They want chaos. Okay, The section in James 3, wisdom, um, wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceful, gentle, reasonable, Full of mercy and good fruits, unwavering and without hypocrisy. That is wisdom from above. But earthly wisdom is evil, natural and demonic. It says, "Where there is, where there is jealousy, where there is perversions, all of these things are, are out." All right. And so, what we're looking at here is this perverse generation. Is causing this growth of these further perverse generations. The fact of the matter is, though, we need to come in and we need to look at the world and say, No, I'm going to be faithful to the Word of God. That first means you got to read it, you got to understand it. Every year, guys, don't make excuses. Every year, read this. We're coming up on a new year. Dedicate yourself. Beginning the first of this year, do you realize? 10 to 15 minutes a day in this reads the entire thing all the way through. You have got to understand this to live by it. Jesus says, I believe it's in Luke. I didn't grab the verse. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, but do not do the things that I say? This is what he says. And we're going to look at the, the next section we're going to have a look at here, which is our, um, our admonishment to, to not do any of this. And we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 11 to 14. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of such things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light, and everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason, it says, Awake sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And uh, as I was Reading that, it was brought to my memory John, where he goes in into the back. This is the judgment, John three. Uh, let's do nineteen to twenty one. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world, and men love the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, for the fear of his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light, so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought. God. You come to the light. You come to the truth. You stand firm on what is right and what is true. Cast aside all of this nonsense. Cast aside the faithlessness. Don't look at the faithless generation and the wicked corruption and go, well, you can't beat them, join them. Let's just go ahead and participate. No, don't do that. Don't do that. You do what is right. You to be faithful in this wicked and perverse generation. So once again, as the statement we started with, we'll end with, just because we live in a faithless generation does not mean we too have to be faithless. So thanks for coming along on this daily walk. Have a look over the website at ourwalkingchrist.com. You can find my new book, Half My Life, there. That talks about how I was in that wicked, perverse generation and how I came out of that wicked and perverse generation. Buy that book at ourwalkingchrist.com com. Thanks for coming along, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walking Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out com forward slash support, or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website once again the website is ourwalkinchrist.com